Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the next episode of the Frisco Report. Mike, let's jump right into this. How is your week here coming up on Tuesday? How's everything going for you, bro? Everything's going great, man. You know, it's, it's we're getting closer and closer. Um, and uh, we're, we're here and ready to kick this off for you guys. Let's do it. It's nonstop coverage here from the Frisco Report, Mike. So, you know... Just when people think there aren't enough topics, there's always topics here to talk about for the Cowboys. And today, we got a couple that we're going to talk about. First, we're going to hit up the, uh, you know, the players that are under contract years. You know, who who's in their final year of their contract? Who's going to try to earn a second contract with the Cowboys? Or are they going to move on? We'll, we'll hit on that. And then we'll also, we'll shift gears and talk about the offense. You know, are they going to, is this offense going to, you know, shift away from the run first mentality. The running game is the centerpiece of the offense, or is it going to move more towards, you know, the passing game? So we'll talk about that and a few more things along the way. All right, Mike. So first thing we want to kick off some of the, some of the news of the day, uh, you know, they're talking about when is mini camp going to happen? Is it going to happen? So it doesn't look like it's going to happen. A lot of teams have already reconvened for, uh, you know, for the off season, you know, their, their off season programs and that kind of thing. So, you know, they did all the virtual, uh, I guess you could say virtual camps. I guess they were virtual mini camps at this point. Right. So, Mm -hmm. um, but they are talking about discussions between the NFL and NFLPA for the rookies and newly acquired free agents to come into, uh, into the facilities, you know, about a week or two early before, you know, the actual training camp kicks off in, in about uh, mid-July. So what's your take on this, Mike? How do you feel about where the Cowboys are at in particular with everything being virtual thus far? It's 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 hard to say, you know. I mean, I know Xavier Woods made a comment uh, on his press conference that how they're doing it is that they put on film and then the defensive player calls out what they see. You, you can call out, you know, what you see all day long, but you got to get hands-on. That's what the NFL is. It's a new defensive scheme. I mean, ev- everything's brand new. And, yes, they're professionals. Yes, they're NFL players. But you got to get on the turf. you got to get on the gridiron. you got to learn these things because things come at you a lot different in person than in virtual reality, right? So yeah. it, it's huge. And with the, with the newly required free agents – and with this draft class and and the undrafted free agents class that they signed, it's huge for them. You know, they they, they got to you know figure out where the star is, where how to get around the star because a lot of these free every single free agent hasn't even walked into the Frisco star, and you can get lost in there. So, you know, a lot of these players they they just know people from a computer screen, and and they gotta get in there and they got a lot to learn and. You know, when it, when training camp comes up, I don't know how they're going to fit all this information and get ready by week one. Yeah, that's true. Um, I guess the one thing that, that kind of helps out is that all 32 teams are going through this. So it's not really like anybody has a, a foot up on another team. You know, there's there's not a team out there that's actually, you know, meeting in person and that kind of thing. So that's one uh, saving grace for this whole deal. But, yeah, you make a good point about, you know, it's different, you know. Uh, going over X's and O's uh, instead of doing it in, in a person live action. So uh, we'll, we'll see how everybody progresses. But uh, I think it's good, you know, that uh, 
that we're getting closer, you know, we're getting closer to training camp and, you know, like, like they've talked about, it's going to be there at the Frisco at the star. So um, whether or not they're going to allow fans or anything like that, I, I doubt that they will, you know, just because of the crowd control and the possibility of this COVID, you know, uh, spreading through the air and this kind of thing, unless they, they do it outside, but you know, you still have some risks. They want to mitigate the, uh, the risk as much as they can. You know, I, I saw a video of the, University of Texas college players getting tested, you know, um, and then they're going through that diagnostic test where they stick that uh, nasal Q-tip all deep up your nose, you know, and these players looked miserable, man. I felt bad for them. So um, I'm, I'm sure that the players are not looking forward to that, but uh, I guess, it, you know, it's the world that we live in right now, you know? Yeah, it, it definitely is the world that, you know, we, we live in right now. My One of my good buddies in North Texas got the test done. Uh, still waiting on results, but his nose was bleeding. His eyes were all poofed up like he got stung by bees. And mm-hmm. he was like, that was not a fun test. And, you know, I, yeah. I, I've never had, you know, they, they do the same kind of test with the influenza. Uh, but, you know, doctors are trying to avoid that and say, yep, he's probably with the flu. Take some Gatorade, Theraflu, go to bed. So... You know, they try to avoid that test as much as possible. But, you know, if you're going to have all these gatherings of 100 people, you know, you can't avoid it. Yeah. All right, Mike. So we're going to shift focus here now and looking at players that are in a contract year. So what that means is these players are either on one-year deals or they're coming to the end of their rookie contracts. You know, you brought up Xavier Woods earlier. He's one of those guys. So, uh, Mike, let's, let's talk about – which of these players do you feel are going to shine to earn a second contract possibly or, you know, do well enough where, you know, they're going to just end up playing somewhere else, Mike? So um, we have a comprehensive list here that we're going to take a look at. Obviously, we won't look at really the the bottom the bottom of the uh, the roster here because, you know, you do have some of these, these uh, guys here that, that aren't impact players at all and just street-free agents. But... We'll talk about the main ones here, obviously. Um, let's talk about this one here. And uh, it's going to be a defensive end. We've had him here for a while. You know, he, he got a big contract. A lot of fans have, have you know, have said that he hasn't lived up to the contract. Cowboys tried to get ahead of the defensive tackle market at the time. And we're talking about Tyron Crawford, Mike. What's your gut feeling here on Tyron Crawford and his contract year? Yeah, uh, he he's on he's thirty one, going in uh, and into his probably his final contract with the Cowboys. You know, I'm gonna go ahead and say that. Uh, you know, Mike McCarthy, Will McClay, these guys they they want to get bigger, stronger, and faster. And you know, you, you look at Crawford's health history, and it really hasn't been where it should be. Uh, and uh, you know, and that could be part of the regime moving him. Uh, you know, from inside back to outside, inside back to outside. Um, I mean, it's been a circus with them. The talent was there, but the health really never got him there. And, uh, you know, he, he he's making $9 million this year, and I wouldn't be surprised if he takes a pay cut uh, later on down down the line, maybe after, uh, what's that what's that date, July 2nd or June 1st or whatever it is. Um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe something happens there, but I, I don't see him getting a third contract with the Cowboys, Joe. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I agree. I, I just don't see it happening. And and he's one of these players, like I said, like, you know, he the money and the production, the injuries, like you said, the, the biggest factor here, he's just too beat up, you know. A player of, of this caliber with these types of injuries, you wouldn't even touch in free agency. You know, if, if, if this guy was a player on somebody else's team and they became a free agent, no way in heck would you touch this player with a 10-foot pole. So for me... I, I, he's, um, I'm not even sure that he makes the team to be quite honest. You know, they're trying to, to turn this roster. They got a lot of young players on here. Something's got to give, you know, and I understand the, the captain designation and the locker room guy and that kind of thing, but new regime, uh, new plan in place. And, um, yeah, I, I just don't see a new contract out of this one. Uh-huh. Mike, the next one here, the general Sean Lee. Okay. He got a one-year extension. You know, he wanted to, he uh, he played his options. You know, he discussed it with the family, with the Cowboys, what he wanted to do. Was it going to be coaching? Was it going to be moving on to another team? Ultimately, he committed to the Cowboys, and the Cowboys, you know, um, rewarded him with a one-year deal. You know, they, they wanted him around here, and uh, but he is up in age. He's obviously on the backside of his career, Mike. So. What do you see out of Sean Lee here in his final year, his final contract here? I I don't see much. A rotational guy, um, maybe a schematic guy. Especially, but if they go 3-4, uh, you definitely want a guy like Sean Lee out there. Just the wisdom. Um, I mean, you look at early in his career in a 3-4 on the, on the Cowboys team, the guy was phenomenal, Joe. I mean, you, you have to have that type of wisdom out on uh, on your football field, especially if you're going to blitz Jalen Smith, Leighton Vanderish, you want some kind of wisdom in the middle. So Xavier Woods, haha, Clinton Dix, these guys don't get beat up um, and and have those have those flaws that we've been seeing from those guys. So, you know, I, I don't see a future contract. I think they go linebacker early in the draft next year, take care of some defensive players there. Uh, but I, I I don't see Sean Lee renewing a deal with the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. It just 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 feels like it's the end of uh, the end of the career for the general. I think he's gonna ride off into the sunset. Hopefully, we can send him on his way with with a ring, you know, or, or some kind of playoff, you know, uh, taste <laughs> in his mouth because he's been here for a while. He's been producing for years and uh, hasn't sniffed the NFC Conference Championship game yet, uh, and that kind of thing. So this is a kind of this is a a topic that we've always talked about, you know, Cowboys wasting talent. Sean Lee, one of the best that's ever donned the star. And uh, he's here, 35 years old. Nothing nothing really to show for it. He's got an all-pro and some Pro Bowls under his belt. But the uh, the championship ring has, has been so elusive for him. Um, I hope we can get it. But, yeah, probably his final year. Uh, maybe he'll move into coaching or something like that. But I agree with you, man. Final year. Next one here, Mike. Ha ha Clinton Dix. He's on a one-year deal. 28 years old. He's, you know, we're assuming he's going to be your your free safety here for the Cowboys. What's your gut feeling here on, on what he's going to do for this one-year deal? I hope he does well, to, to be honest with you. I hope there's some real competition there at the strong safety position. You talk about Donovan Wilson, uh, you know, facing off against ha ha Clinton Dix. I think that's going to be one heck of some competition there. Um, you know, he's on a $3.7 million deal for one year. First year with the Cowboys. You've been with the Packers, been with the Redskins. 
not very flashy to me. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I still don't think the free safety position is taken care of. Uh, if I was to go into the season right now, I would still be biting my fingernails at the free safety position, Joe. Uh, but, you know, what he does this year, wearing a star on his helmet, he might have the best year of his career, especially under a former coach like Mike McCarthy. Yeah, absolutely. I I feel similarly about the player. You know, we're talking about penciling in a player. You know, whether you're using a pencil or you're using a permanent marker or a pin, for me, Clinton Dix, I think you, you, you're penciling him in, but there's always that opportunity that somebody might outshine him. So it's like we've been talking about, and a lot of fans talk about this, you know, the the uh, the safety position has just been one of those positions that has has really been on Cowboys fans' minds, you know, going all the way back to, you know, to uh, Darren Woodson when he retired. It seems like we've been chasing that that safety ever since. You know, after he left, just a whole mishmash of players, you know. Roy Williams kind of fell off the map there once Woodson left. Um, that was a big loss in his career. Uh, and then you get, uh, you know, you get Kim Hamlin here in, on a big deal. You know, didn't really produce after he got his, his extension. And then you get, you know, just all sorts of safeties here. They, they never have gotten the guy there. It's been a it's been a rotation of, of players coming in and out through, of the, the swiveling doors there. So I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I really like Donovan Wilson on this team. I think he has a lot going for him. A lot of fans have really forgotten about him. I think he's very underrated, but he had an outstanding preseason last year. Strong camp, strong preseason. If it wasn't for the injury, you know, we, we may not even be talking about this right now. I mean, that's the type of capability he has. Now his coach comes here from the from the Aggies too, so he knows how to coach him. He knows his strengths, his weaknesses, where he can improve him. So I, I like it. I like the competition. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good one. But ultimately, uh, I I think he's gonna be a one year kind of guy. I think he's more of a bridge player for me. I really don't see him as uh, somebody the Cowboys would extend a long term deal. Now, if he plays lights out, that kind of thing. He's obviously going to want more money. Cowboys have shown that they're not really looking to pay, uh, you know, to pay big money to the secondary. So we'll see what happens there. But, uh, yeah, I think one-year deal. And he might be adios, but we'll see. We'll see, Mike. Um, the next player here, Mike, Andy Dalton, the backup quarterback for the Cowboys. I think we finally can agree that uh, Cowboys have actually done good here with getting a, a competent backup quarterback here. It's been, it's been a while since we've had one. And uh, now we have Andy Dalton. What, what's your gut feeling on Andy Dalton on the one-year deal? There's no way he stays with the Cowboys on a second-year deal, even if he stays as the backup all year. He's going to go get – quarterbacks are going to turn next year, and he's going to be a high commodity. Just from sitting behind Dak Prescott and wearing a star in his helmet, this, this was a smart move for him and his family, and that's all this is. It's setting up the second half of his career, Joe, and uh, he's going to get him a, 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 I guess, a third NFL contract, fourth NFL contract, however you want to look at it, next year with another team. Yeah, for me – I feel that where he's at, he's 33 years old. I feel like, you know, obviously the quarterbacks are, have been showing they've been able to play into the 40s. You know, you look at uh, uh, Drew Brees, uh, you know, uh, Phillip Rivers getting up there in age, Brady, obviously. But th these are the elite, the elite of the elite, right? 
Andy Dalton for me, I think he's kind of more like a like a Steve Berline from back in the day, which is not a bad thing. You know, I, I think you can, I think you might be able to sway him to back up Dak here for for a little bit longer if he wants to. You know, obviously every year there's quarterback uh, churn, like you said. You know, there's a, quarterbacks are are the premium position, and um, you know. If Fitzpatrick, if Ryan Fitzpatrick can make millions of dollars as a backup quarterback, you know, jumping from team to team, I think um, I think that's where I, I totally agree with you on that. It's possible he could be in that that type of his that might be his career. You know, he might be like Fitzpatrick, where you're just a free agent um, backup quarterback with the opportunity to play for injury. So, but for me, I feel like. You know he he's a homegrown type of player. You know he's 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 a locally, uh, he's a local player. He lives in in the area, so maybe this is it for him. Maybe he does want to stay here. You know, so we'll see. I think that's gonna be an interesting one to watch. He's on a three million dollar deal. He's got a couple of incentives and that kind of thing. But uh, that one there, I think, is one that I, I would really consider, especially if you get Dak on a long term contract, which we're all hoping he gets. Uh, most of us are anyway. I know that there's that contingent that doesn't want back here, but for me, Andy Dalton would be a would be a good little uh, backup here, you know, for at least another year or two. So we'll, we'll see what happens there, Mike. Um, mm-hmm. The next one here, newly acquired cornerback Daryl Worley, 26 years old. What, what's your gut take here on where Worley fits here? One year deal? Does it get extended? What, what's going to happen here with Worley, Mike? It's going to be tough. I mean, he's going to have some competition there. You know, they the Cowboys have him listed as a cornerback, and they went to go draft two corners this year. So, and you already got Jordan Lewis, Cheeto Bay. They they extended Anthony Brown. So, I mean, th- this guy has to fight through, you know, some competition. And, you know, he has experience at free safety um, and obviously corner. So, it's going, to, it's, it's going to be hard, you know, to kind of pinpoint where this guy's going to be. You know, even at the, he could be inactive. You know, if he, if if they carry six corners, and he could be the one that's inactive. Now he is a special teams player. Does that benefit him going forward, building this roster? You know, looking at competition, Joe. Looking at where they signed him, three million dollar deal, base salary. I I really don't see anything but maybe a camp body here. You know, I'm not trying to be hard on the guy, but that's all I see. No, you're right on with it. And I think a lot of the times you see, you know, the Cowboys acquire players in free agency, you know, a former high pick, but ended up being a bust. Okay, I mean, that that's just what it is. You know, he's he's bounced around here a little bit here recently. So, uh, but you do get the fan that's out there like, yeah, man, this guy can be it. He, he might even compete for a start. He might even start over. Trayvon and then this and that. I'm just like, man, you're, you're just over, you're, you're over hyping it. They're overhyping it. So, you know, I, for me, I do see him as a, as a special teamer player. He, he's a good little player that can give you some depth. He does have some some games under his belt. Uh, but I just don't see him being a starter. You know, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I do see him more as a, a special team player, which is something that we do need. So I think that might be the way that he gets onto the roster. Um, I, I really – I almost feel like that final – cornerback position might come down between him and Kennedy both have pros and cons one's injury prone one is a bust so we'll see we'll see how it shakes out but uh they're awarding yeah he's it's it's an uphill battle I think he's I think this was more of a 
I feel like this was also strategic for the Cowboys when, you know, you, you want to have players in place just in case your plans don't go as they were in the draft, right? So I think the plan was we got to come out of this with a cornerback and either one in round one or two or or otherwise we're going to have to lean on, on Worley and, and the other guys that we have here. That's not the case now. They got their guy. Worley, you know, he, he's, he's going to go into a different type of role now here after the draft. So we'll see how it shakes out, Mike. We'll see how it Absolutely. goes. Absolutely. Cameron Irvin, Mike, the newly acquired, I guess you could say, replacement for uh, – Cam Fleming, basically, I, I, that's how I'm going to see this. But another bust, you know, and this is something that, that Will McClay likes to do. He likes to he likes to swing for these 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 bust players, you know. Sometimes he'll get something out of them, you know, kind of like a Jonathan Cooper. Relatively, he was a bust, but the Cowboys got something out of him, you know. He really did good here for the Cowboys. They even tried to bring him back to, to uh, back up and be a swing guard, but he, he wasn't having it. But, uh... Can Cameron Irvin be that type of player, or is he another camp body? What do you what do you think on Cam Irvin, Mike? Camp body all day. And if you're not familiar with with Cam Irving, he's the one David Irving got into a fight with with the Cleveland Browns a few years back. Uh, look it up if you don't know what I'm talking about. But yeah, uh, camp body Joe, uh, really a, a late free agency signing. Uh, you know, it just gives you some some protection there for Andy Dalton. You know, during preseason games, I don't know how much. Because yeah. uh, I don't even know how much this guy has left of the tank being 29. But all I, he has a lot of competition to go battle with, and I just don't see how uh, he wins out. Yeah, it, it's just a true thing, you know. And, and and like we're saying, guys, you don't really want to fall in love with, with where they got drafted because it's like, it's like you hear, you know, these coaches that say it's not where you get drafted, it's how you perform after you get drafted. And, Early pick, complete bust, you know, complete bust. At least with Cam Fleming, you know, he, he had some some parts of his game obviously that weren't that weren't good, but I mean you're trying to compare to a Tyron Smith. That's <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to live up and, and play to that level. But Cam Fleming actually, you know, he was a starting right tackle for the Patriots in the Super Bowl. So he could play. Cam Irving, <laughs> on the other hand, a complete bust. You know, he's not good. Um so We'll see. We'll see if uh, Coach Philbin can get something out of him. Let's see if the reclamation project can can uh, turn this guy into something for us. But yeah, I, I feel like he's a one-year guy, can't body type of player, and uh, that's I agree with you, Mike. I think that's that that's what he is. Okay. The next one here, I think, is an interesting one, Mike. Joe Looney, the center, thirty-one years old. He signed a one-year extension. He was one of the first free agent signings that we actually made in the offseason. What's your take on Joe Looney this year and, and moving forward? Yeah, Joe Joe Looney. I mean, you want to talk about how Andy Dalton is great insurance for your quarterback position. That's what Joe Looney is to the offensive line. You know, he stepped in a couple of years ago and played solid for a now-retired Travis Frederick. And uh, that, that I mean, that that's a guy like Cameron Irving is going to have to, you know, try to beat out. You know, because, I mean, Looney can play guard, center. He, I, I, he's, he's fast enough. I'm sure he could swing. So, you know, that that's the guy you want on your football team here. Yeah, you know, he's had a lot of one-year deals uh, past couple of years with the Dallas Cowboys. But, you know, I, he, he's just 31. I think he can get him for a couple more deals uh, after this year. I, I really like Joe Looney. 
yeah, I think he's a good little piece there to uh, just, you know, back up that center position because, you know, if you get bad center play, it goes downhill, you know, and the Cowboys had center issues until they got Frederick. Uh, luckily, we did have Looney there. So, uh, but now, you know, you got uh, Tyler Beatish in there. I know they want him to be, they want him to be the guy. I know they, they want, they went in there to end the draft. They jumped back in there to, to grab the Wisconsin player. The Remington Award winner, the best center in all of college football. So he's a special player. You know, we've talked about him before. And um, I think that's where his role is going to be. You know, it's just talking about Joe Looney. I think he's your, your backup there. And um, can you get another deal out of him? I, I wouldn't mind. You know, I know he's 31. But I think you can get a, a, at least another uh, another short-term deal out of him. And, and you, you would feel comfortable with him being your your backup center. Okay. The next player here, this is an interesting conversation here, Mike. Alden Smith uh, signed a one-year deal, 31 years old. He's got some incentives, so he can make some money with, with sack production and that kind of thing. Um. But at 31 on a one-year deal, what's your gut feeling on Allen Smith with the Cowboys and moving forward? I want him to do well. You know, that, I mean, that's a position where, we're, you know, we, we got we to gotta feel. And uh, it's hard to say. I mean, he's been out of the playing ball for, what, five years now? You know, I if you asked me during training camp or if there was a preseason and I was able to see him firsthand, and he is reinstated, so he's able to participate in all team uh, junctions, so that's a real positive. But um, I don't know. This one's hard to say. I, I wish him the best. Now, you know, he's 31, missed five years. You know, how's his football legs? Uh, you know, if his football legs are still fresh, you know, he could probably play till he's 38, 39 years old. So I don't. Uh, that one to me is to be determined, Joe. Yeah, it is a big question mark. You know, and I think it's uh, one that we're all anxious to see we want to see what he looks like in practice i want to see it you know i think if you see some of that that sparkiness out of his athleticism that we're accustomed to seeing him you know with the, the bend the speed and uh he's, he's got a good uh, toolbox of pass rushing moves you know so there's not a lot more that he needs to learn from tom sula it's all about football conditioning at this point you know um but yeah man for me I, for me, I feel like this might be similar to a Robert Quinn type of situation where, you know, you get Quinn on a one-year deal. Quinn banks on on uh, on himself, you know, to have a good season and, and, and land a, a more lucrative deal the following season. And that's what happened for him. I feel like Alden Smith is, is kind of hoping for that. You know, he's kind of, kind of hoping that I'm going to sign with the Cowboys. You know, they're, they get the most... You know, they're they're the biggest team out there in the NFL. You know, it's just, you know, we get a lot of the primetime games. Put that good film out there for teams. Show that you can stay uh, stay away from the crazy off-field issues. And if you produce on the field, you could get that, that Quinn type of deal and resurrect your career. So, um, I think that's, that, that's what's going to happen. It's like you said, it's to be determined, you know. So, we'll see what happens there. But uh, if he does well... He may be one of those players that, that we can't afford, you know, like a Randy Quinn. Uh, you know, they weren't, uh, I mean, Robert Quinn. 
they weren't going to bring him back because you know the price tag just got too big it got too big so we'll, we'll see what happens there mike um blake bell the tight end you know we, we're talking about last week we talked about position groups on offense you know what what might be one of the weaker position groups on the offense and when we touched on tight end mike because we're talking about we still have a little bit of a question mark on Blake Jarwin getting the keys to the car. How does he produce a full 16 games? And then you have everybody else under him. So Blake Bell is is under that category. What's your what's your feeling on what Blake Bell's gonna do this year and a second contract possibly? What what's your gut feeling here on Blake Bell? I do not see a second contract unless it's like another one year deal or something. Uh, you know, he, he's 30 years old. And, I mean, the only thing schematically that I see is he's a blocking tight end, Joe. You know, if you if Blake Jarwin shines, give him a compliment tight end. You know, Aaron Hernandez, Rob Gronkowski type thing. And and, and, and go to work, you know. Don't, don't settle just for a blocking tight end. Now, he does have some catch radius, some catching ability, but don't settle. Upgrade in the draft next year if you need to. But I, I don't see a big future long term. I think I just see – a one-year deal for Blake Bell. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm totally on board with that, Mike. And and, and it's like you said, it's uh, if you can get better, you can get better. I think the Cowboys need to get better there, you know. And for me, it's another to be determined deal there with with uh, Jarwin and the rest of these tight ends. You know, they're Schultz kind of showed some promise, but hasn't been able to take that big leap that we thought he was going to make. Bell. Uh, you know, I think he's. I think his speciality is going to be there in run blocking, like you said. Definitely, I think that's that's his specialty. But uh, other than that, that they got to churn this roster some more. And and for Mike McCarthy, he does like his tight ends. You know, he likes his tight ends to be red zone targets and to be able to catch the ball. So if you look at his history, the type of tight ends he's brought into his program, you just get this feeling that. He's going to test out Jarwin. You, yeah, obviously they gave him a three-year deal. But just, you know, a lot of these contracts are, are never set in stone. You know, uh, anybody can get cut at any time and, and they'll take the they'll take the hit. You know, if it's uh, if they can get somebody else in the draft, that's what they'll do. But for us as fans, you, you want Blake Jarwin to succeed. You You definitely want him to be that guy. You know, you want him to that we don't have to blow a first or early round pick on a tight end. You know, nobody wants to do that, <laughs> you know? Um, so, but you make a great point. If we can get a complimentary player, you know, opposite of him, another tight end, that's a little bit more well-rounded and not somebody that's just, you know, a run blocking tight end, then that, that would be the way to go. So yeah, man, 30 years old run blocking tight end. I feel like you can get these, uh, a diamond dozen, you know, they're, they're all over the place. So we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, Joe Thomas, Maurice Kennedy. We, we kind of touched on that there. See, for uh, LP, you know, the age, I think he might be on his final thing here. The next one here, Mike, I think we need to discuss Cheeto. Awuzier. He's finishing up his rookie contract, 26 years old, still young. Um, you know, he's, I haven't penciled in as the the starter vet there opposite uh, who knows on the other side. You know, is it going to be 
Trayvon Diggs? Is it going to be Anthony Brown? Is it going to be one of these other guys? But for me, I think Cheeto is, is one of those players that this penciled in for me. Um, what's your take on Cheeto? Does he have an opportunity to make a second-year deal, or does he move on? So you talk about the pencil, the pen, or the magic eraser, or the magic marker. Joe, with Cheeto Bay, I'm, I'm, I'm pinning him in. Because if you look at his Colorado film, it didn't translate under Chris Richard because he was limited to the abilities he's used to. And when you open him up and you're able we, – we've seen him get a couple of interceptions in preseason and regular season. You're just like, wow, you know, where's that been? Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't consistent under Richard, uh, under Chris Richard because Chris Richard, it's, reports are coming out, didn't let him be him. So – New defense, new defensive coordinators. I think you'll see a different Awuzie. I honestly do. The speed's there. The talent's there. I'm pinning him in as the second corner to to, to Diggs. And uh, I really think this guy will make a case to get that second-year contract. Or that, that second contract, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's he's one he's one of my cornerbacks that I like there for getting a second contract. And um, just like you touched upon, you know, a lot of reports are coming out here that that Richard was teaching this goofy technique. You know, the players weren't looking back. It was a very predictable, uh, you know, t- style that they were playing with with the receivers in the, in the passing game defense. You know, he had that title, so um, you know, I think. I think they had kind of almost wasted his talent there the way that Richard started coaching him, which could be a shame here if, if you don't keep him. Because we're talking about a draft class that's pretty recent, you know. And, and the way it's looking now, if none of these guys get re-signed, that whole draft class is gone. It's wiped out, you know. And we're talking about, we're talking about 2017, you know. Mm-hmm. That's only a few years ago and for none of them to be around that would almost be considered a failure you know so can they salvage it can they salvage that draft class with one or two players i think cheeto has the opportunity to do that i I don't think he'll ball out and and uh you know demand a huge number like a byron jones i think it's a number they might be able to work with you know Mm-hmm. And depending on how things work out, franchise tag might even be a possibility if, if he gets that 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 level. You know, I, I don't think so. But, yeah, man, I, I think under this new regime and, and what he does, his style of play, he's a physical cornerback. You know, we see him go to toe-to-toe with uh, beast mode and a lot of these other physical types of players. So, you know, that's good. You want your corners to be that. You don't want them to shy away. You got to play run support. So, Cheeto is that. And, um, yeah, I think if he has a good season, a solid enough season, he might be one here that Cowboys, you know, tinker around during the uh, the bye week. He could be a bye week extension candidate is, is really what I'm looking at here for Cheeto. You know, get a, get a deal done if he's playing well. See how it's looking by the by the bye week. Um, and, yeah, then you don't have to worry about that that other side, man. You got Trayvon and Cheeto to, to lock it down. So, that's a good discussion there, Mike. I like that there, Cheeto. Um, mm-hmm. The next one that's interesting here, Randy Gregory. He is listed as a as an upcoming free agent, but my understanding is you got to have a crew three. You have to have 
three NFL seasons accrued. So um, to be a, a a restricted free agent. So with all the suspensions and all the missed time that Randy Gregory has had, I'm not so sure that he's actually going to be an unrestricted free agent, you know? So I think he'll hit restricted first, then unrestricted. So if he plays this season at least six or more games, he'll then become restricted. This is the way I understand it. Um, so that's one to keep an eye on, Mike. Randy Gregory, 28 years old, missed a lot of time with the antiquated NFL drug policy, substance abuse policy. But now they've made the, uh, they've tweaked it. So what's your gut feeling here on Randy Gregory this year and moving forward? You, I mean, you got to look. Because I mean, they have him listed on, on the Cowboys roster as an outside linebacker. Same thing with Alden Smith. So what what's going to be you know the competition between Alden Smith and Randy Gregory, right? And uh, that, that's going to be tough competition. I mean, they've both been out of football for so long, and uh, you know for for Randy Gregory not to hand his to have his hand in the dirt is going to be huge when he gets reinstated and gets acclimated and starts learning things like that. Uh, not having his hand in the dirt is going to play a, a huge factor. Yes, he's been out of football, but body-wise, not having your hand in the dirt is going to help him in the longevity, right? Um, I, I hope he balls out. You know, having him and Alden Smith there in that rotational piece, it could make him where Alden Smith wears him out and he goes, cleans it up. And, you know, he could have high sack numbers with, with that strategy. But, you know, that one to be determined with me. Yeah, I think, yeah, to be determined, I think he's right there. Same situation as Alden Smith, almost to the Q, uh, to the T. So, yeah, um, and he's still in the reinstatement application process. You know, Alden Smith has already been reinstated. Uh, Randy Gregory, for whatever reason, this is always shrouded in mystery. (laughs) I don't know why, but it's always shrouded in mystery. Supposedly, the rumor is he did apply. Um but you know nobody reports it nobody reports it as completely 100% factual that that has happened so we'll see we'll see if he's even interested in football at this point you know a lot of people are kind of assuming he's going to be on the team I'm hoping he is he shows that that ability you know and low low tread on the tires so Mm -hmm. I I like that one there I'm I'm hoping he can come back and be productive for his rotation with Smith I think it'd be great Jordan Lewis Mike we're talking about one of these other cornerbacks, a secondary player in that 2017 draft class. Jordan Lewis, 26 years old, final year of his deal. What's his future for the Cowboys, Mike? I think he's right there with Cheeto, Joe. And I think the reason why he didn't get a lot of playing time because he was defiant to the laws. Chris, Chris Rashad was preaching. Because yeah. when he got on the field, he made turnovers happen. you know, And, and then you would see him get benched. And he didn't get... He, he didn't get that starting role until Jason Garrett's back was against the wall, you know, late in the year last year. But I really think Jordan Lewis can really make an impact on this football team. And, you know, he don't have to worry about those phony little, little Chris Richard tweaks anymore. He can go out there and play and be the dog from Michigan that I know and love. That's what I, that's what I like. I, I mean, I, for me, he's one of my favorite players. You know, we've talked about this too in the past that, He's just one of these players that uh, when he gets the opportunity, he's he's shown that he's done. He can do a really good 
thing for the defense. You know, we get turnovers. No, everybody remembers the Saints game, the turnover, turn the tide in that game, a big game for us. He was an you know, integral part of that victory. You know, I think he has a really good knack for the ball. We got a steal with him in the third round. He was a, a really a higher projected player outside of the, you know, the off-field, you know, uh, issues that he had trumped up against them. So, uh, Jordan Lewis, I think he's one of these players that if you let him go, he ends up with the Ravens or somebody like that. Or he's going to, he's going to, Jordan Lewis is that player that if you let him go, he's going to do really good somewhere else. And you're going to be like, dang it. We should have kept this guy. I, that's that's the feeling I get from Jordan Lewis. And it's going to be one where you're like, why the heck did you let this guy go? You know, um, too many people get caught up on the height. 5'11", that's good enough for me, man. He's got the long arms. I think that cancels out that one-inch difference. You know, I think too many mm-hmm. people kind of concentrate on the one-inch here. You know, but a 5'11", six-foot, come on. He's a dog. He's a dog. He's a dog. He can play. He has got. He can sniff out the plays on run support. Um, great knack for the ball. And like you said, I think that's what got him benched. You know, he, he wasn't going to go for the – these crazy techniques, you know, this, this is not what he was taught at Michigan comes here with Richard and it's some, some crazy stuff, you know? <laughs> so we'll see. Well, we'll see on Jordan Lewis. I'm hoping for the best Xavier Woods, Mike, the, the third secondary player from that 2017 class. He's in the final, final year of his deal. 26 years old. What's your, what's your thoughts on Woods future? Be honest. The, the, this is the year Xavier Woods has to step it up. Um, you know, you know, you heard me just blame a lot of things on Chris Richard, but Xavier Woods, I fell in love with at Louisiana Tech. And, uh, you know, when they drafted Ryan Switzer, I wanted that pick in the fourth round to be Xavier Woods. We got lucky, Joe, and we got him later on in the draft, I think in the sixth round. So Xavier Woods, it's time for him to shine. You know, it's, 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 you know, we always talk about Dallas Cowboy players stepping up big in their last year of the contract. Xavier Woods needs to have a great year. The, the talent's there. You know, the ball hawking skills that I've seen from Louisiana Tech, it's still there. And this defensive, you know, Mike Nolan, this defensive staff has to dig down deep and pull that back out. And if he has a great year, I would not be surprised for him to get a second contract, Joe. Yeah. That's how I feel, too, about Woods. I feel like well, – kind of like how I feel about Cheeto. I think it's going to be either or. I don't know if it'll be both. I think it – I think out of this 2017 draft class, I think ideally you want to come away with at least one of these players to keep. If you can keep two, I think you're doing good. But, um, you know, the, the way I feel about Cheeto, I, that's how I feel about Woods. If he really pops off and – uh takes another leap in his career he could be one of those players that we're talking about during that middle of the season bye week we're like okay let's 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 make a discussion about this is do we want to give this guy a deal now or do we want to wait and he's too expensive so that's one to keep an eye on i think that's a great discussion a player to really watch during the season mike absolutely Um, the rest of the players here, um, you know, not not much more else to really talk about. Noah Brown, Cedric Wilson, Antoine Woods. Any of these guys kind of pop off to you as far as, you know, ah, I want to keep them or anything like that? 
no. I mean, I, I honestly can't look at this list and said, yes, this is this is what we need to do here. Um, you know, that, I, I think that sums up the, the one-year players, and I hope a lot of them steps up and leads us to a Lombardi trophy at the end of the day. That's what it is. That's what it is. These one-year players, uh, they, you know, they, they, you really want to, you really want to hope that they have, they, they dig, they dig deep inside, and you know, they really want to ball out. And if they do, you know, that really helps out the team. Okay, Mike. So we want to close it out now, Mike. With this team, is it? Are we still going to be known more as a? physical running game with that offensive line type of offense or do you, is it possible that we might see a shift with this being more of a pass oriented offense what's your gut feeling on what what to expect here from the offense in 2020 my gut feeling joe is mike mccarthy said the offense is going to start with zeke and we talked about the wrinkles last week about how play action helps Dak and how accurate he is with play action. I, I think Mike McCarthy would probably fool himself if he abandons run games, you know, and you yeah. have, this is a running team. The offensive line is there. You got Pollard, you got Zeke, you know, you have to use that running game. Dak benefits off of it. The offense as a whole, we talked about that wrinkle in CD lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, all those guys benefit from one guy. And Ezekiel Elliott, you—they have to stick to it, Joe. Yeah, yeah. And 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 one, one team that really comes to mind, and this is a team that I, I really don't like because they talk so, they talk so much crap about the Cowboys. The greatest show on turf, you know. We're talking about Kurt Warner, Marshall Falk. You know, your consummate Cowboys haters. But we're talking about that team, right? They had it all. You know, they had the the great running game with Marshall Falk. They had the great explosive passing game with, you know, uh, Holt and uh, and all these other guys there. Uh, Isaac Bruce and Kurt Warner flinging it around left and right. Um, I feel like the Cowboys offense could be that, you know. It, it really could, you know. There's some fans that want to talk about, you know, now nah, we're going to become an aerial attack team. You know, this is going to be heavy passing. Zeke's going to be... Zeke's not even good anymore. We're not going to utilize him. He's too slow, this and that. There's a lot of stupid, crazy <laughs> narratives that are going on right now in the offseason. I think they need to be checked. <laughs> and that's what we're here to talk about, Mike. And uh, I agree with you. You know, you got to have Zeke. I think he's still your centerpiece part of that offense. And, uh, yeah, Mike McCarthy said it himself. And he knows what it takes to get an offense, a playoff-caliber offense, what it takes. And so I trust in McCarthy. You know, we always talk about we trust in McClay and this and that for the personnel and the draft picks. Well, for the team, I can honestly say from what I've seen, you know, from the outside looking in at Green Bay's uh, program under Mike McCarthy, it's impressive. You know, you know that they were always going to show up. You're always going to be in a battle. You know, they were always very well prepared. They're well balanced. They kept you on your toes. Um, and I think that McCarthy's chomping at the bit because he's got a he's got a better running back right now than he's ever had at Green Bay. You know, That's true. It's, it's not even close. So not even. I think it's gonna be well balanced. I think it has the opportunity to be a very explosive offense, Mike. To be honest, and um, I'm ready to see it, man. Let's make it happen, baby. Let's go. Let's make it happen. 
That's it, Mike. That's it. But that's all that we have right now for you guys. We hope you guys enjoyed our look, our take at our, you know, contract year players. You know, let us know in the comments. Let us know um, what you guys think. Who who has the opportunity to possibly earn a second contract? Or are we going to let all these guys get out of here <laughs> without a second year deal, without a second contract? Let us know. Mike, where can they find you at, man? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, first of all, thank you, Joe, for having me again right here on the Fresco Report. Thank you to all our listeners. You can find me, Dallas Cowboy Football News, on YouTube and on Facebook. DCF News 1 on Twitter, guys. Give me a mention. Give me a follow. Let's have the conversation. The only way to do it is if you start it first. I know you're out there. Just come follow me and let's talk. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's where it's at. Make sure you guys hit up Mike on all his content out there great youtube channel twitter's always on fire um great great co-host really appreciate him uh you can find me on youtube just look me up cowboys blog on youtube twitter and instagram cowboys blog cowboys blog net hit me up give me a follow and uh you know we'll go from there but so that's all we have for you guys tonight make sure you follow our twitter account at the frisco report on twitter give us a follow and you can follow our webpage, www.thefriscoreport.com. We have all of the schedule for the 2020 season. You can hit up Mike's YouTube page. My YouTube page is on there. And some merch. You know, show off some Frisco Report merch. Give us a tag. And we'll show it off on social media, guys. But that's all, that's all we have for you tonight. We'll catch you next Tuesday for the Frisco Report. Peace. Peace.